Hey, Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon. And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Tune into CITR 101.9 FM every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. And you can also find the podcast on CITR.ca, iTunes, and my blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com.
Hello, hello, hello! You are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim and welcome to this punk rock madness here on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, this is happening, this is real, this is on air live here at UBC Campus 101.9 FM, also available on CITR.ca. Great, great success. Uh, we just heard a song by the band called Direct Hit. Uh, very, very, very energetic song. And uh, that was a song called Sneakers or Reese's Pick Up the Pieces. And uh, that was a song from their uh, first uh, official full length al- album called. Uh, Dome Splitter. Uh, the reason I played and opened the show with direct hit because they played here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada this weekend at the Media Club. They played this uh, Lipstick Homicide. They were both bands were on tour, and I got a chance to talk to do an interview with both bands, and that was magnificent. Turned out to be a very very good interview. Some cool stories, some laughs, and some funny jokes. So I hope you will enjoy uh, our conversation. Hello, hello, hello. hello. I see you later. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. Okay, the legend. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we uh, we had a conversation with both bands, and I will play those two interviews uh, today for you. Um, but for now, let's uh, listen a little bit more to Direct Hit, their amazing band from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. This is the. I'm not pronouncing again the state uh, correctly, but I know. I'm pretty sure you know what I mean. This is a state in the United States of America. Uh, young band, very energetic music, very very good punk rock, especially the punk rock which I like. They mix, uh, like they say, uh, they mix the Ramones and the Andrew WK. So they have this party mood uh, with the simplicity of pop punk. Amazing band, direct hit. I'm really enjoying them, and I hope you will uh, enjoy them as well. Let's hear another song by the band called. Direct hit called Satan says, um, yeah, and this is direct hit on CITR rocket from Russia. Shooting out in my cow in 
Hello, 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 you're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Russia. And we just heard uh, two songs by the band called Direct Hit. Direct Hit from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, we they played a great, great and beautiful set uh, last uh, weekend at the Media Club. Uh, the Direct Hit and the Lipstick Homicide both bands played at the Media Club on Saturday. And I interviewed both bands. So I will play today you both interviews. We just heard two songs by uh, Direct Hit. Uh, both songs were from their last... Uh, not last its debut uh, brand new studio album not it's a, it's a first studio album called Dom Splitter and they have a brand new album coming out very very soon so those two songs were Monster in the Closet and before that we heard a song called Satan Says uh, both songs uh, from Dom Splitter uh, full length by direct hit uh, let's uh, move to the conversation uh, to, uh, and I talked uh, to Nick and Devin of uh, direct hit and uh, uh, in the first part of our interview, we discussed their brand new album, and we also discussed a little bit about their side project, which released and releasing brand new records uh, very, very soon. Let's hear. This is my first part of the conversation with Nick and Devin from uh, Direct Hit. Let's uh, check it out. Here it is. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We're super excited to see Direct Hit tonight. Yeah. Thank you. I also wanted to congratulate you on signing to amazing record label called Red Scare Industries and uh, for your second studio Woo-hoo! album called Brainless God, which is out very, very soon. <laughs> uh, in the press release, Toby says, there's lots of weird shit and wild copsons happening in this record and you'll hear about them in the coming weeks. Could you please tell a little bit about this weird shit and wild cops concepts of the album Brainless God? I don't know how much we can talk about that we stuff talk, yet is the we're problem. We're in a different country, who cares? Toby's never going to Well, either way, it's it, the biggest thing is that it's a concept album, and so it's all about, like, it, it's a full narrative kind of deal where you won't really kind of figure it out when you hear it the first time, but it's all, it's like this sort of concept album about the end of the world, and, I mean, there's a love story involved in it at a certain level, and all this other kind of stuff, and so we've got a whole bunch of sort of stuff around everything that's going on in that record so i don't know how much of it i can talk about yet because we haven't really produced any of it yet so and i don't want to jinx it and talk about it but there's going to be a lot of cool ass stuff coming out in the next couple months once it's done so but i can't tell you that it's a concept album and there's a sort of a whole story that runs through the entire thing and so we've got a lot of sort of cool ass shit built around all that mm-hmm. so a lot of slide whistles a lot of slide whistles a lot of toilet flushes yep. mm-hmm. a lot of fart noises oh my god so many <laughs> It's going to be good. So Sounds like beautiful music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, if we cannot talk too much about the concept, a little bit about the music. You recorded the first uh, proper full-length album, Dome Splitter, with uh, Shane Olivio from the band called The New Loud. And you recorded Brainless Gut uh, with uh, Mark Kennerty from the All-American Rejects, who also worked with Ben Weasel. Could you please tell a little bit what he, did he bring in the process? What was his input into the recording of those song, oh, songs? man. <laughs> Monumental. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. super super helpful um i mean we started we started working on the songs i think like maybe more than a year ago like we we took about a year to write the whole album um and then after that when we started sort of looking for people to work on it we sent him all of our demos and um he came up and worked with us a lot on the songs and uh i mean for all intents and purposes basically made us 
sort of rethink what everything was supposed to sound like and what it was going to sound like. And so um, he sat in on a lot of our practices, came up with ideas, added little things here and there, pulled other little things here and there. He and made us figure it all out, though, which was kind of yeah. neat. He would be like, maybe this needs a, a pre-chorus. And we go, no, that doesn't need a pre-chorus. He's like, why don't you just write a pre-chorus, man? <laughs> and, then, and, then you would, and then we would, and the song would sound a thousand times better than it would beforehand. And he would slowly quaff so. his hair. Because <laughs> he he's a genius. He's yeah. a genius. So... Yeah, he, uh, the best way to say he just made the album sound as good as it could possibly sound, I think, mm-hmm. is the big thing. That was his job, and he did a really good job of it. The next question is probably, again, you cannot really answer, but the name of the album is Brainless God, so it also probably fits in the concept. Uh, yeah, I think so. We just tried to pick the most offensive kind of name for it as we could, and that worked out really well. It's a great conversation stopper with people at work, and they don't bug me about my band at all. And the, do, you, do you have the information when the album will be released? Is there rough? Because you we're, said it was July? It, yeah, we're still... It, it's it's always or already gotten pushed back, so it, we're still hoping for this summer. Um, hopefully... I mean, by the end of August, I suppose. So here's hopefully, hopefully. By the end of August. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So we'll see. it t- it definitely <laughs> took a lot longer than we were expecting to get it or to get it done and stuff like that. So um, I mean, so we were actually hoping to have the record out for this tour, which didn't happen um, because we were still working on it on the way out the door when we left and. Um, so now it's looking like probably in the next month or two, I think, is what's going to go on. You have uh, you have another band called Galactic Cannibal, uh, which features yourself, your brother, and a few other friends, and you released a new album called We Are Fucked. Could you please tell a little bit about this uh, super project? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's we actually started that band on a whim and wrote that entire full length in like eight or nine practices. Like it's just it's friends of mine that got together and. Um, my brother does a lot of stuff in Milwaukee with like sort of avant-garde kind of music and performance art and stuff like that. And um, but he's a really really good bass player and he used to be in hardcore bands back in the day. And so I got him to sing with it because I'd always wanted to be in a band with my brother. Um, and then my friend Andy, who played in our group, tension or not played in our group, played in another group called Tension Generation that we were friends with. I wanted to be in a band with him, so we brought him in. And um, Ryan, our drummer, had filled in on drums for Direct Hit a few times, and so I wanted to start something with him. And Steve had filled in on bass for us a bunch, so he kind of came in too and stuff like that. So it's more just a fun thing that we do on the side because yeah. it's quick and easy to do and, uh-huh. and stuff like that so um, how much writing do you put into this band because like you know it's a little bit different from direct hit yep. but sometimes I hear like you know you your style types of guitars oh sure yeah and yeah and so how much of writing? well I um I wrote I think three of the songs on the album that we did and then my brother wrote one of them um, Steve wrote one of them I think maybe unless Andy wrote, wrote the rest of them so we all kind of go off on our own and just write our own stuff and then we get together and we learn it at practice so it's not like we all sort of jam out and contribute to every single song it's sort of one person will take the lead on writing one song and somebody else will write another song and then we just kind of play them so but Peter writes all the all the vocal melodies and all the lyrics for it so Kevin, what about you? You have also the new pro, uh, album with your project coming out very soon. Yes, we do. Uh, it's another it's another labor of love. Uh, it'll come out when it's done. <laughs> it's taking forever. But uh, yeah, it's it's called Losing It. It's by Devin K and the Solutions. It'll be out soon. It's like 12 songs. Probably only clocks in at like 20 minutes. So yeah, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be yeah, good. Because I was reading the Facebook page and it said like that it's almost almost ready. It's it's always almost almost <laughs> ready. It always seems like we get set back. That's that's what we've learned about making a record through all of this is just 
everything takes way longer than expected. So yeah, times as long as expected. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be out when it comes out. I'm busy with these guys and trying to fit it into and everything. So yeah, I also have another one coming out with the fur coats, but you can talk about this one.
Hello, hello, hello! You're listening to the ro- to the rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM and CITR.ca. Great, great success! I am also available on Twitter, Tima underscore Tsar, and I also started. This is very unimportant. I started the Instagram page, and the name on the Instagram website is Rocket from Russia. Uh, let's be friends if you're interested to see the pictures. Uh, we just heard two a song, two songs uh, by the band. By the bands which include direct hit members But this is not direct hit It's a side project uh, The last one was by Devin K and Desolutions uh, That was a song of their uh, latest EP called Never Pond And uh, that was uh, the, the name of the song was Always Tip Your Therapist And uh, before that we heard a Galactic Cannibal uh, This uh, song features uh, n- uh, This band features Nick of a direct hit And uh, they have a new album called We Are Fucked And we heard a song called Twin Picks uh, those were two side projects of Drag Hit. If you even you can you know it's a little bit different, but at the same time it's the same genre of music which I really love. It's a uh, modern pop punk, the pop punk which I really really enjoy. Uh, funny, uh, melodic, energetic, and this is what I love about uh, modern punk rock music. All right, let's move on to the second part of the interview. It's a really really short uh, segment of the interview uh, will be, and in this segment we talked about uh, um, a song called Werewolf Shame. Just to give you a little bit. Of a background, uh, two years ago, uh, Direct Hit they united as mixtapes, and uh, they um, released a seven-inch, and uh, each band contributed one song to this uh, seven-inch, and then. Uh, they sort of sent each other demos and then without knowing what the final version will be uh, both bands covered each other and uh, it's interesting because uh, you know they didn't really they have just a really really acoustic genetic draft so you don't really know where the song is going but from song uh, writing point of view it's very interesting how from basically the same demo both bands went uh, at the same time the same way and a little bit different so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, Nick will tell a little bit about this, how he wrote this song, and then I'll play you both songs, the original version by Direct Hit, and then the mixtapes cover. Uh, both versions are different. They're like, uh, the first song is three minutes, the other one is two minutes. So it's, they, 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 if you can hear how they went songwriting-wise, they went a little bit in different directions. But for now, first let's hear uh, Nick talking about uh, the song, and then we'll hear both versions of the song called Werewolf Shame. Let's check it out. One of my favorite songs by Direct Hit is The Werewolf Shame and uh, you've done a super super wonderful project with mixtapes covering both songs. Who originally wrote those songs? Was your songs or their songs or did you wrote them together? Uh, I actually wrote Werewolf Shame sitting at my kitchen table in like probably 10 or 15 minutes to be honest um, and they wrote the other one on it. So, But that was how we, we did it originally was I just sent them an acoustic version of it and they sent me an acoustic version of their song and mm-hmm. then we both kind of just did with it what we would. So... Um, so yeah, but I, I guess their version sounds way different than ours, uh-huh. and ours sounds way different than theirs. And so I think it's weird trying to talk about who wrote what on those albums uh-huh. because they were so basic when we first sent them out. So, uh-huh. but yeah, we're all shame. I did sitting in at my apartment at home a couple years ago. <laughs> it's funny so. because they, they basically that's the same song, but like how in a bridge you take different approach. They do like the yep. solo, and then you do like the yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very interesting. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fire. 
on the gas and drove away As far as they could go At least I told them so It bounds like hammer strokes Inside my chest and throat From this book I will quote But no, it's just a great note I don't wanna be a werewolf in disguise I don't wanna cause problems with their minds I don't wanna wake up a thousand times I don't wanna sleep under the moonlight I don't wanna fear silver bullets I don't wanna hear why don't you cool it I might need your sympathy right now Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM. And this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. We just heard two songs. Uh, one was by the band hold, called Mixtapes. And then uh, one was by the band Direct Hit. But that was the same song. What a great, great surprise. And conspiration, conspirology. Uh, the reason I played uh, those two songs, like we discussed in the short conversation with Nick, uh, how they'd released the school project. And mixtapes covered uh, the same song by Direct Hit And Direct Hit played contributed to original There's also a second song which is featured on this split 7-inch But uh, to me it's really interesting how two probably one of the best uh, pop-punk bands nowadays uh, take a little bit different approach and you can see the differences in songwriting and I'm speaking of this the songwriting and all those different approaches and probably people who are listening to some experimental music and uh, probably going crazy what sort of songwriting we're talking about because uh, this is uh, four chord music and uh, you know they just took a little bit different approach uh, in the bridge but at the same time for us for the pop-punkers we live in a pretty limited songwriting space so for us it's a huge huge achievement uh, so that was mixtapes and direct hit both uh, bands with a song called werewolf shade let's move on let's move on to the next part of my interview with direct hit with nick and devon and uh in this uh pr- in this uh, part of the interview we discussed a little bit about nick's uh, previous band called Bokes. Uh, social and then we talked about a local Vancouver band called Japan Drawings because it turned out that the guys are fans of this band and we also to- talked about uh, the set which direct hit uh, a cover uh, set which they've done as uh, Dead Kennedys and it turned out interesting let's hear how it turned out and this is me talking to Nick and Devon of direct hit uh, you were also in a band called The Box Social before you started Direct Hit and you played uh, The Box Social because you said you were a little bit tired of being in another punk band which has the polite political message. Do you know that there is another Box Social going on in Jacksonville and they just released their new album called Unwound? <laughs> is that so? I have no I had no idea. Are they any good? Um, they play emo. Oh yeah, they're probably terrible then. <laughs> yeah. So I think there was another band. I don't know if they were. It was the same one, but there was another group who was called the Box Social right when we were breaking up. That Turtles. were recording. They were and they were terrible. So maybe it's the same band. So if they play emo core, it probably is. So. You playing to uh, playing today the local uh, Vancouver bands called Philoceraptor and Jerkstore, and I know that one of your current favorite bands is from Vancouver. They called Japan Droids. Mm-hmm. 
So I know that that was your second favorite album last year. Yep. What 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 do you like about this album, and do you know the the guys from the band? Uh, I like the energy on that stuff more. They, they I, it feels like I rip off Japan Droids, even though like I didn't hear them like, for a couple. The whole I really really like bands that'll just stick on like one single chord, and sing like a hook over the top of it, and that's that's what I like the most about that album. It's like you know the the songs before they're even finished. Yeah. Um, that was sort of like one of the aims that we had when we were first starting as a band is we we wanted people to know like how to sing the chorus of the song before the song was even over and i think they're doing that like better than anybody right now i like japan droids a lot they're a super good band perfect so a few months ago you went to brazil to finish up to do some stuff for your school could you please tell a little bit about this trip and i even saw that you did some amazing acoustic covers yeah um well the trip was just a school trip it's not very exciting we went down and listened to lectures and stuff like that from a bunch of people but Um, my friend Angelica down there um, sent me a note and actually she asked if I wanted to play a show while I was down there with her band and just sing a bunch of direct hit songs which didn't happen but um, she arranged for me to go and record some stuff with her friends in this band called I think Xander is what their name was and so I got to go and hang out with those guys in their studio for a while and um, it was right when we were just starting to write for the new record um, and so I went and did a bunch of acoustic stuff off or that we had sort of jammed up in practice and stuff like that and so it was really fun really Those, strange to hear Satan says an acoustic yeah. version yeah, so. yeah yeah we've done that one a couple times acoustic now though we yeah. did that one for that pink couch session out in Brooklyn and so and, uh, we did it for property of Zach pink couch was oh yeah yeah failed, that's right it was failed invasion yep so yeah. Um, Sounds way better. But no, I mean, all those songs sort of always start out with me just strumming on an acoustic guitar at home anyway, so you can tell how boring they sound when it's just me working on them. It takes everybody else adding to it to make it sound not stupid, so from song to song. It takes me adding to it. <laughs> um. Back in 2011, you've done a show at the Majestic Theater in Madison, Wisconsin, and you performed as Dead Kennedys. I watched this show, oh God. and it, it's not that bad, <laughs> but... but you It's know, pretty bad. That was no. the bass player's fault. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Also, the guitar player. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but, I was perfect. He was okay. <laughs> No, but it, no, it's, it wasn't that bad. But like, I read the comments on the YouTube, and it's just ridiculous. The Rip Robert Zikanski says, "I love that Kennedys, but this suck." <laughs> <laughs> Then the guy uh, Punk Punk's guts. He said, "Shit performance, Punk's rich, dad? rich white kids uh, feeling dead Kennedy smashes horseshit." <laughs> and then. And then Today's Empires One said, this is really boring. They didn't seem to be into that at all. I don't think where those people saw that, but were you not really into that? <laughs> Man, I'm not now. Holy shit. <laughs> no, no, I don't have anything to say about YouTube commenters. They're funny, usually. That's pretty good. So they're the only ones who are brave enough to talk shit on bands these days in public, it feels like. So that's awesome. Them and punk news people. So... <laughs> And that didn't stop stop you because you later down the Descendants. Was it yep. better? Uh, I thought the Descendants set was like way, <laughs> way way better. Yeah, I'm still perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that one actually had the members of the band playing. I think that was part of the reason why it was good. So yeah, that was a fill-in bass player on that Dead Kennedy show that we did. Um, and I think we learned that Descendants set in like. We were listening to it in the car before we played yeah, it. Yeah, we were. We couldn't remember. We were. We were still sitting out in the car beforehand, like playing it on the stereo, because I couldn't remember the words. Half of the changes, we couldn't really 
remember. Then it worked. <laughs> and then it worked. And then we got drunk so. and it worked. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so that was really fun though. It was super good. Danny was almost so. perfect. It's weird, like <laughs> when you cover a whole set of like another band's yeah. material, like I wasn't really the biggest descendants or Dead Kennedys fans mm-hmm. or fan before either of those and um, having to sit down and actually learn the songs and pay attention to the melodies and lyrics and stuff like that makes them it explains so much about why it is that people care about those two bands so much it helped out a lot okay what was that we don't know that one dude I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna play this one and I don't know the words to it so yeah it's total bullshit what was that What's your name? Do you know how do you know how to sing Nazi punks fuck off? What was that? You can do that? Okay, how about we do this? How about we do this? Everybody that's been doing this sweet ass like pit motion in the middle here, you all come up and help me sing this song, because I don't know the fucking words to it. Do me a favor. What was that? No, I'll put it out there. We can't fuck up the nice people's stuff. That's another thing the dead Kennedys say. Isn't that funny? It's a joke. Alright, this is our last song. We're really called Direct Hit. Thank you guys for coming and watching us goof around for 20 minutes or something. Alright, this song's called Nazi Punks Fuck Off. Thanks for watching. Fucking no religious cult. Fucking singing for yourself. Fuck off, go with your spike your hair with a rose dog. I'm going down to him. Fuck off. Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is crazy, we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, what a surprise, but there are listeners in Russia, back home in Russia, in my hometown, my very good friend Elusha Vikhaem is listening to the radio show and he just gave me a call, it was an amazing experience to hear a good friend, a friend which, which... A very close person to me um, calling and uh, speaking Russian language and uh, um, I'm a little bit flattered and a little bit um, excited about that. Uh, we just heard a direct hit doing a version of a Dead Kennedy's song called Nazi Punks Fuck Off and uh, 
This is up to you, your, your call it to see if it was a good version or if you agree with YouTube comments and people who didn't really enjoy this, uh, this cover set. To me, it's pretty funny and, you know, the way they described it, it was a relatively small show and um, sort of like a fun project more than they actually tried to be as good as that Kennedy. So there's a sense of humor and uh, there's a... <laughs> you know, it's not very serious, but it's funny how sometimes people uh, in the comments and specifically in those uh, YouTube comments get a little bit more serious than they probably should have done so. Alright, let's move on. Let's move on to my final part of the interview with Direct Hit and then we will hear the second interview with Lipstick Homicide and uh, stay tuned for that because there will be two amazing stories in my opinion. I really, really loved those both stories and I really want uh, to share those stories with you because they there. It might be in a very, very uh, good stories from uh, Lipstick Homicide. But for now, let's uh, listen to the final part of my conversation with Nick and Devin of Direct Hit. And then we will get on to those amazing uh, conversations uh, with uh, Lipstick Homicide. For now, this is interview with Direct Hit. Probably one of the most hard to find releases featuring direct hit song, uh, and this is a live version of the song Hide the Body, uh, featured in the compilation called Now That's What I Call Dip Volume 1. This oh my god. <laughs> this is like five years ago. No shit. This compilation features bands which used to play at the venue called The Dipping Station. Could you please tell a little god. bit about God! <laughs> Uh, that was a house show or a house venue that was run by our old bass player who's threatened to kill me a couple of times now to tell you the truth he was the one uh, wacko but we played probably 15 shows yeah we played a ton ton of shows at his house and a lot of the bands that played there like he just took tracks from and put them on a CDR and then gave them out to people (laughs) so um, I think that's how we ended up on it. That was a really early demo of that song. I don't, I don't even think he, you were on it. Our friend Logan from the band Liarbirds, and I think he plays um, in the yeah. Slow Death now, played Liarbirds played drums on that. Yeah, yeah, and the Turkletons. That's right. So, but that was him playing drums on that track. So, yep, super rarity. I can't believe you actually found that. Where did you find that? God, that's the deepest cut. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no the shit. First cut is the deepest. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, yeah, no. yeah. There's three. There's three drummers that have recorded with Direct Hit, and Danny was the. That would have made you the third. The third actually, because that was the only song that Logan recorded with us on. And our original drummer played with us on our first EP that we put out. So, but that's the only song that he recorded on. So. What about two other places, the Snake Pit and Subvert City? Is it kind of also like the punk houses? Yeah, so those were a couple of houses that we played at in um, Madison when we were just sort of starting out. Subvert City was uh, Ben Grettenhart from the Transgressions House. I don't know if you remember those guys, yeah. but we used to play in his, his house all the time. And the Snake Pit was... Is that where we played uh, Cheap Girls? No, that was... I don't remember the name of that house. No. Whatever. I don't remember. But either way, uh, the Snake Pit was a house that was run by our friends, uh, Jake and Andy. And so they, Jake lived there. I don't think Andy lived there. Um, or he only lived there for a little while. But when we started playing there, it was just Jake that was living at that house. So, And they used to just throw wild parties. Like, we played there. I'm trying to think of other bands. The, they used to have this band called Dr. Manhattan that played there all the time. Yeah, who were, yeah, who were good friends of ours. Just huge fucking rager parties when that band would play. It was crazy. So, But those were really the two houses, I think, that... Um, um, sort of got the, the sort of punk scene that exists in Madison right now, like as it exists today. Like that's those two houses were really the ones that jump started it. So, um, so we used to play them all the time when we were just starting out and just started playing in Madison. So, 
but neither of them are around anymore. The people have moved out of Suburb City and, and the Snake Pit, so they don't do houses or shows anymore, which is a bummer. So we keep trying to figure out ways to convince the people that live there now to let us like do one more for later on or something like that, but we've never gotten around to it. So. All right, this is it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank yeah, you for, for sure, man. Thanks Thank a ton you. for having us. I can't believe that you knew all that shit. You really did good homework before. Thank you. Thank you. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the best interview I've ever heard. <laughs> that was a great interview. Fantastic. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, good work. Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. We just heard a very, very, very old song by Direct Hit uh, and uh, uh, called Hide the Body. And it was the song which uh, which the band, uh, which they didn't really... Um, 
even remembered about the song about this compilation and and uh, um, it's funny how it's you know this song is re-recorded in the proper version but this is the early early demo of this version and if it sounds as uh, you know the idea of the song is, is the same but still it sounds different and you can see how the band grew up uh, from this uh, song which was released about five years ago uh, recorded five years ago and then uh, now it sounds so much better so this song was featured on the compilation called now that's what I call dip volume one that was a compilation from the band which played at uh, the uh, at, uh, at the dip house uh, venue in um, in Wisconsin and um, uh, yeah so it was really interesting to hear the opinion about uh, their local scene in their house scene house shows because there's a lot of pop punk bands start playing house shows and uh, that doesn't um, it's not on a big scale, but sometimes there's some really, really cool scenes in those house shows. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're staying. I'm staying on air a little for a little bit while because there's uh, no one after me uh, on air. Only the legendary Dunkin' Donuts at uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, so I have another hour. I won't take the whole uh, the whole hour, but we will still stay on air a little bit to hear my second interview with Lipstick Homicide. And uh, stay tuned because this is this is gonna be a very interesting interview. Couple of really cool and funny stories from Luke, uh, the drummer of Lipstick Homicide. Lipstick Homicide is a pop-punk band which features two super cute girls and one uh, boy who is a drummer in the band and the girls, um, Rachel and Kate, they played bass and guitar. Uh, they are from Iowa, this is very far away um, and uh, it took them a long time to get here and uh, to play uh, in Vancouver and um, super talented pop-punk band uh, very nice people young, uh, you know, energetic uh, cute uh, band which I'm uh, which writes very good songs so I'm very very big fan, fan of their new album called Out Utero let me play you a couple of songs for you so you can get a little bit familiar and then we will get uh, to the conversation with uh, drummer Luke of Lipstick Homicide for now this is uh, Lipstick Homicide and songs of their brand new album called Out Utero and the first song is called This Time For Real so let's check it out Lipstick Homicide on Rocket from Russia you don't have to tell me how you feel If I give up what this time for real You don't have to tell me what you're going through Back to the time to give it all to you Time I think of you, I'm wishing I wasn't Never know what's going on with that side of your head I wanna be around and get it on you Now you're fucking hurting my face I wanna be 
Hello, 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 you're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and we just heard two songs by the band called Lipstick Homicide from Iowa. Uh, both songs were of their brand new studio album called Out Utera, and the last one was I Hope You Die, and the first one was the opening track of the album called This Time For Real. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the, my first part of the our conversation in which we discussed uh, Lipstick Homicide's brand new album and yes and then I'll play a little bit more songs about Lipstick Homicide for now this is my first part of my conversation with Luke who is the drummer of Lipstick Homicide let's listen to our uh, us talking Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is your f- uh, this is not your first time in Canada but first time in Vancouver. Very excited to see you here. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome to be here. Uh, your brand new album Out Utero came out uh, in uh, June, and what what brilliant brilliant record! I've been listening nonstop for the past week. Congratulations on the release! Oh, thank you. Yeah, we birthed the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, I've been uh, following Lipstick Homicide since the Isn't Glorious uh, came out in 2010, and then when I heard Out Utero, I think they made such a huge step because it's it's such a brilliant le- uh, record in terms of you know the melodies, the songs that shows uh, so good. Would you agree this is the best album so far? Uh, I think so. Yeah, we really we worked our butts off on it, and it made us. I don't know. We uh, yeah, we worked really hard. We really liked it. So we liked the way it came out. We just recorded with our friend in Iowa City. We were gonna originally record uh, and do a lot of different things, and a lot of the plans fell through. Like we originally we were gonna do the direct hit thing and record with Mike uh, from All American Rejects, and then his schedule and our schedule didn't match up, and we were gonna go on this tour, and we really wanted to have you know the songs recorded. We were gonna we've been playing them live, and we just really felt like we needed to get them out, so we recorded them in Iowa City and just you know made our own cds and kind of did it ourselves on this one and so yeah we have some copies make sure we'll give you a copy of it of course yeah yeah because we're really happy when i heard the album it's i thought maybe that you started working with the i don't know bigger studio bigger producer or something because this is such a great step from the early recordings to those songs are just so good in terms of like and i'm not saying the previous stuff is bad but like there's just such a great step oh step up that that means a lot yeah Uh, i think a lot of it is we've just evolved a lot as musicians you know we we all live in the same time we actually all live together now um so we get a practice in our basement you know a couple almost a couple times a day sometimes even so i feel like our just our sounds gotten a lot better and um actually the guy uh luke tweedy is his name flat black studios in iowa city uh, it only costs us you know a small amount of money to record because he's our he's our friend he just runs it out of his garage but i think a lot of it is you know we've recorded with him three or four times now we did uh like the song for the larry livermore compilation with him the we'll be okay we did that song with him um we did uh isn't it glorious with, with was with someone else but we had done some other recordings with him for uh the stop runk or not stop runk, uh the brain hole ep it's like a cd that we have on our band camp but yeah we did that with him and he's just been along with us for a lot of different things too so wait no isn't it glorious was totally with him too i'm sorry that's okay but yeah he's that's good work yeah I'm, I'm really bad at this good thing uh you know, you can chop and yeah, just take absolutely. the answers from them. Uh I love the name of uh, the album. It looks like this is a reference to a band from Seattle. Could you please tell a little bit about the, uh, your version of 
fan. Yeah. Mudhoney is um, a big influence on Lipstick Homicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, we grew up, you know, listening to Nirvana, of course, and, and loving it. And I don't know, we were just goofing around thinking of album titles. We're like, well, this one's totally out utero. And we're like, well, maybe that'll work. And then we told our friends Rational Anthem about it. And then they called their new album Whatever Mind, which is fucking awesome. If you haven't heard that yet, uh, you got to kick yourself. <laughs> right in the face and then go listen to that because it's so good um so then once they came out with whatever mind we're like okay we got to do it then <laughs> so yeah hopefully uh hopefully it works out i don't think it really sounds too nirvana-y but you know thank god no yeah <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> anytime you can put utero in something i mean that's a good thing better. yeah i mean it makes everything better right it's I good words yeah um Hello, 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 you're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We just heard Lipstick Homicide, a song from their brand new album called Out Utero, and that was a song called So Happy for You. Let's move on to the second part of my conversation with Luke, the drummer of Lipstick Homicide, and this time we will hear this great story how they met uh, Larry Livermore, uh, how they got on the con- uh, on the con- on the compilation called um, uh, the thing that ate Larry Livermore and how they play the show with Green Day. Uh, I really love this story. Hope you will enjoy this as well. Let's check it out. This is uh, us talking about uh, Larry Livermore and Green Day. Uh, Lipstick homicide rocket from Russia. 
your amazing song will be okay was featured on the compilation obviously the thing that ate later livermore mm -hmm. um when did you realize that appearance on this compilation gave you a little bit more attention to the band um well when we were first asked to, yeah well when we were first asked to do it we're like well this could be you know a lot but more so we were just anytime we're asked to do anything we're pretty excited because when we're home in iowa we just work you know poopy jobs and make food for people to pay rent so and to save money to go on tour obviously and uh so anytime we're asked to do anything like we were featured on a go-go compilation we got to cover the how much more song by them which is one of my favorite go-go song so anytime we're asked to do something like that where we get pretty excited but i guess it really hit us when uh when we were on the internet and there was like a tweet from from billy joe being like holy shit i just heard lipstick homicide song on larry's comp and i mean that's i just had to just you know change my pants right away that was, that was a little too much for me just you know so i think that's when it really hit but also uh larry came out to michigan to to hang out with us and talk about to, he watched us play at like an Elks Club to three people who were there for like a, a rave show. They were there for dance music, so he was the only one there really to see us, and he had a blast. So it was it was really surreal being like you're Larry Livermore, and you like you know just it wasn't just like he just picked these random bands and was like okay make a comp. Like he really enjoyed these bands. Like he went. I know I was talking with mixtapes, and they're like yeah, he came to one of our shows and just you know hung out was really into everything we were doing so i think that's when it really was just like what did this is this really happening did we crash our car are we is this like you know some alternate reality that we're making up or is this really happening is you know so I th yeah it was really awesome though uh, you mentioned the, um, uh, Billy Joe and uh, one of the biggest or maybe even the biggest show of your life you played at the Irvin Plaza at September or September 15th when you opened for Green Day um, and I know that they are one of your favorite band I know that there is a not interesting but a pretty I like the story how it all happened that first Larry sent you an email and then you got the phone call could you please tell the story because I really think it's a cool story uh, yeah I was we were all at home in Iowa and I think I had to go to work at Panera Bread and we're all probably smoking pot because it's kind of what we do when we're bored and then Rachel came down and she's like I don't even know what to do with this email right now and she showed me and it was just Larry being like I'm really trying to get a hold of you can you guys come down to New York it was Thursday he's like can you come down to New York on Saturday and play a show for me and like, he was kind of unspecific and I was like well tell him yes like who cares like if Larry's asking us to play a show it's probably going to be awesome like our jobs aren't that important important so i ran up and i got my phone because it was charging my phone sucks i currently lost it but uh i listened to my voicemail and there's like luke uh it's, it's larry calling you here uh just wondering if I, I don't know how else to get a hold of you guys i'm sorry for calling you i'm just wondering if you guys could maybe come up to new york on saturday and open for green day <laughs> just said, like, really silly i was just like what like well, this is, I, I just figured I had just gotten prank called by uh, the dudes from the like buns from the Jetty Boys and all these guys like prank called me and like what's a Brover tale like asking me all this random stuff and I'm just like so I figured it was a prank call obviously like yeah we're gonna go and open for Green Day like that's gonna happen you know we just got done with the tour you know playing basement shows for 20 people every night and but yeah and then so we messaged him back and he's like okay cool and we went. I went to work and I was like, hey, I need to be off work tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And they're like, 
you're fired what no and then i was just like oh come on my band's got to go open for green day and they're like yeah right and i was like no really we're gonna go open for green day and they're like okay you're not fired they're like you can go do that that's cool we'll find people to cover your shifts and i was like really and like then like yeah we got back it was it was super fun everyone was really nice and then like all of a sudden my parents instead of being like go get a real job they're like Oh, my kid opened for Green Day. Like, <laughs> it's the most utterly, rid- <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, it's like it doesn't make any sense. Like, everything we've done was unimportant, I guess, into like you know the masses. And then like you'd play one show that was just thrown together last minute, just some last minute. Like, oh fuck it, yeah, let Lipstick Homicide play. And like then all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, you don't need to go to college. That's fine. We're totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. It was it was really rad though. It was. I still think we might have crashed, and this is all just you know, not real. <laughs> oh, it's the I mean, you know, fucking isotopes. <laughs> Some isotopes. I love that band. This can't be real. <laughs> That was Lipstick Homicide with a song called Will Be Okay and I honestly think this is a brilliant, brilliant, wonderful song from the compilation The Thing That Ate Larry Livermore. I hope you enjoyed that uh, crazy story how uh, they went to open from uh, from Iowa to Irvine Plaza in New York to open for Green Day. And to me this is really funny how, like, you know, that at work they didn't want to give them the days days off and then as soon as the people know that they were opening for Green Day, everything suddenly changed. It's funny how it is in the world but it's it's definitely awesome that it helped the guys to do that and um, it's, it's, I'm super happy for them and it's like, 
uh, when Luke uh, was talking, telling this story, you can see how exciting, and like you could hear in his voice, how exciting uh, that was for them to open for such a huge band, Green Day, and to definitely one of their favorite bands. Let's move on. Let's move, let's move on to the final part of my conversation with Luke of Lipstick Homicide, where he told another story. When they had, instead of them being an openers, they had a very, very unusual opener for the pop punk band. Let's check it out. This is my uh, last conversation with Luke of uh, uh, the Lipstick Homicide. He is the drummer, and you're listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR. Let's check it out. This is we're talking. So yeah, so you opened for uh, Green Day, and I'm really happy that you know that happened. It's I love this story, but I also heard that you had some also crazy openers for your band. I'm, and I know that uh, I heard the story that uh, when you um, had a graduation party, you had a magician open for Lipstick Homicide. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. Could you please tell them So. Uh, we were playing this uh, like party after prom type thing. Which side note? Okay, that a bank was sponsoring it, and they had one of those money tanks like you see on the game shows, where they just like spray money at you, and you're in a tank catching money. So I like pretended to be a high school kid and went in this tank and was catching all this fucking money. And like, I mean, I, I made I made like thirty bucks. It was awesome uh, because it was all ones. But yeah, I caught a lot of bills. I'm pretty good at that. It turns out they made grabbing money that's flying around your head. Turns out I have a couple skills. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we go to this party after prom show, and you know, all the kids are post prom in their prom dresses. Someone had a really cool dress. It was like leaves. It was like super like Tarzan looking. It was it was rad. It wasn't like creepy or anything. Like Devin's giving me this look, like oh yeah, Tarzan. But no, I would fuck the shit out of a Tarzan. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. But uh, yeah, it was super fun. So we go, and there's we're gonna play a show and there's just tons of chairs they're like oh well this magician's gonna play right before you it's cool we have a raffle going on later everyone's really excited about this raffle there's tons of cool stuff to win are you guys in the raffle and some lady's like they can't be in the raffle and it's like oh sorry like we started to talk about this super awesome raffle that everyone's super pumped about so anyway this magician plays and he like hypnotizes people who turn out okay i'm gonna spoil it ahead of time turns out everyone he was hypnotizing was like part of the drama team except for one person who turned out to be Rachel our bass player's little sister so they all get up there and they're like you know like he's telling them to do this like silly things and they're doing it and everyone's laughing everyone's having a blast he's like an excellent high school magician who apparently had a very high guarantee um (laughs) but anyway so everyone's having a blast and then all of a sudden Rachel's sister's like what the fuck is going on what the fuck and she just like <laughs> walks away from everyone who's hypnotized and just goes and sits back down and like, that's fucking bullshit i'm so bored up there and like we're all like huh and like everyone else is you know under a spell but anyway like yeah everyone had a blast like they he got done and then we're like setting up and everyone's like hey raffle downstairs and everyone just floods like a flock of cattle downstairs for this raffle and we're like one two three let's play the no one they're like four of our friends there who like snuck into some high school party after prom and like some other kids and everyone else is like you know raffle oh my parents are here to pick me up they have kool-aid like going outside but it was super fun it was a we had a lot of fun um it was just a little odd like the whole uh the timing of everything like maybe have the raffle upstairs where the band's playing or, or after the band's playing or yeah i don't know it was, it was fun though 
It was a good time. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank yeah. you. Dude, thank you. Awesome question. You're a way better storyteller than I am, Luke. <laughs> You something that's in your mom I don't wanna ask you on a date But then the women can't fall Why does people think Cause they're being so wise And I'm with you Well I didn't get What your boyfriend said You and me both know When both of you just plans And I can't even think straight When I'm not thinking of you Well I'm not your number With the most fun that you don't understand That if you go with me Hello, hello, that was weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. I hope you enjoyed my interviews of Direct Hit and Lipstick Homicide. I think that those two stories from Luke from Lipstick Homicide were just unbelievably good. What's a brilliant, brilliant storyteller. Uh, that uh, The latter Livermore story and that last one about the magician. I, I heard this, this stories already probably five or seven times because I originally heard during the interviews and then while I was editing the interview I heard those stories a few times. Still, still listen to those stories and I still laughed because I think I think this is pretty funny. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this radio show. Thank you so much for sticking uh, for another 30 minutes with Rocket from Russia. Um, um, I'm glad that uh, this happened and glad that the interviews turned out really well. A uh, couple of uh, uh, notes. Uh, there is a pretty very uh, cool show happening uh, this Saturday. I'll just mention it. Um, uh, Saturday at the Astoria Club, there's uh, a show called Roktagon. Roktagon. And it says here uh, on Facebook, I'm reading from Facebook, I'm not making this up. Saturday, July 27, 8 bands, 8 bucks, 2 stages. Astoria Bob Pub at uh, 769 East Hastings. So as it says here, 8 bands, 8 stages, uh, 8 bands on 2 stages, non-stop redness on the wee hours of the morning. Uh, the bands which are playing this venue, Durban Poison, Real Problems, Losses, uh, The Poor Choices from Victoria, my my friends, my good, uh, one of my favorite local bands called The Bins. 
uh, Mormon Crosses, uh, The Fatals, Gold Stars are for Suckers. Interesting band name. So for eight dollars, as I understand, you can see eight uh, different uh, local bands. Uh, so if you're not doing anything Saturday, consider this because this should be a very cool night. Eight bands for eight bucks. Uh, if you like what you heard here on uh, this radio show, you can check out the podcast on CITR.ca. I'm also available on iTunes, uh, on Twitter, Tima underscore Tsar, and now on uh, the website called Instagram, a Rocket from Russia, all one word. You can find and see uh, two pictures right now. Um, uh, and also, obviously, I have the blog, which is uh, the address of the blog is rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. It's, I have all the episodes of the, this radio program there and also on the left side I have all the upcoming shows in Vancouver Bridge, Columbia, Canada so if you'd like to see what's going on, what's happening in the next couple of months in terms of punk rock shows go there, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com thank you so much for listening uh, this is it, I have to go to work and make some money and uh, stop playing pop punk music for you unfortunately or hopefully maybe even fortunately I'd like to finish with another song by the band called Lipstick Homicide, uh, this is a song of their new album called uh, out utero check them out this album is available on bandcamp both bands have their music on bandcamp it's really easy to find just uh, google direct hit or lipstick homicide and you'll get a chance to listen to their amazing music if you liked it this is it thank you so much and this is lipstick homicide the song called like this forever thank you so much have a super duper weekend and uh, see you next week bye bye